This is the Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher, the forum for leaders, champions, and dreamers. What is up, everyone? This is your number one fan, Lem Woodson, and we are glad to bring to you today another episode of Hanch's How-Tos. Today, we're going to be talking about aspiring leaders, recruiting, and culture. All right, that music can only mean one thing. And if you do not know, let us introduce you to Hanch's How-Tos. These are a collection of nuggets that Jeff has taken from his different coaching calls and meetings that he's had over the last few weeks that he is going to bring to you today and give you a sneak peek behind the scenes of the Champion Forum. Jeff, it's good to have you back in the studio. Always good to be back for a Hanch's How-To. Oh, I, yeah. I love these, man. These, these are bread are, and butter. Uh, the schedule's never gotten busier than it is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of need in the marketplace. There's oh, a yeah. lot of leaders out there that are looking for assistance. Mm-hmm. And hey, look, you, if you've been in leadership any length of time, you know that... Uh, you know, it's like Muhammad Ali once said. He said, you can train all you want, but it all goes out the window when you get punched in the face. Mm, talk and, about uh, it. man, as leaders, we know we're going to get punched in the face. Yeah. And sometimes there's not a playbook written well enough to prepare you for that. Absolutely. And I have the privilege and the opportunity uh, to go into these businesses and go in and, and work with leaders to help them formulate plans, mm-hmm. literally, uh, while the game is being played. So right. I love sharing these how-tos. They're quick nuggets. Some things that highlight, you know, over the recent past that are trending now in the world that I'm living in. So hopefully uh, you can take some things away from it. I love it. I love it. And hey, before we get started in these specific how-tos, I want to start off this episode with a listener question that we've gotten. And this listener question, it comes from Justin. Justin asks, he says, Jeff, I'm currently in an organization that I want to grow with, and I'm not a current leader, but I would like to become one. What are some things I can do to prepare myself? What would you say to Justin? Yeah, Justin, uh, great question. Uh, it's a question that I get quite a bit uh, from aspiring leaders. You know, these are the people that, you know, they're not where they want to be. Uh, they're giving it all they have. There's a pulling on them to get into leadership. The first thing I would tell you, Justin, is engage your motivation. Mm. You know, why do you want to be a leader? If you're chasing the money, get out now. Uh, go find Bitcoin or stocks or do something, yeah. man. Yeah, do something But don't, don't go into leadership chasing the money. Now, here's some good news. Uh, if you're good at it and you make big impact, you can build a lot of wealth with leadership. But don't go into it for the purpose of leadership. Go into leadership for the purpose of making impact and having influence on others. That's really the heart of every great leader. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, when you get good at that, the pay's not so bad. Um, but here's what I would tell you, Justin, and anybody listening that's aspiring to lead. Start before you're ready. Mm-hmm. Begin to act now like the leader you want to be. And so many times people wait until they get the title to start leading, but it simply does not work that way. Yeah. Uh, spoil alert, you're never going to feel ready. Oh, no. You're never going to be ready. Uh, nobody is ready to lead. You prepare yourself, yes, 
but you really don't know what it's going to be like until you get there. Mm -hmm. If you wait until you're perfectly ready, the opportunity is going to pass you by. What you have right now is enough to begin. And we have to have that mindset as aspiring leaders. The most important step is the first step that you take. Start working yourself towards leadership excellence. Be bold. Start now. Don't wait for the title. Start leading right where you're at. Start acting now like the leader you want to become. Mm -hmm. One way to do that is to make deep leading contributions. I define leading contributions as those things that you do above and beyond your day job. Mm -hmm. These are like uh, assignments, projects, committees, things that you can do to lead other people, although you don't have the title. A great way to find out what these are, one, create them and present them to your boss, Mm -hmm. or constantly be asking your boss if there's more that you can be doing. I always give the advice to people that want more out of their career that ask your boss, even if it's daily, once a week, whatever it might be, hey, I'm about to wrap up for the day. Is there anything more I can do for you? If you get into a routine or pattern by doing this, they're gonna, they may say no a lot because they think you're casual. Mm-hmm. They think you're just being nice. They might even think you're just brown nosing. But if you stay consistent with this, they're going to realize you're serious and you do want more. Mm-hmm. This does two things for you. It gives you an opportunity to get some at-bats without all of the pressure. It gives you an opportunity to showcase your leadership skill and influence. Mm-hmm. It also gives you an opportunity to work closer with your boss on navigating this project and getting some of their deposits that maybe otherwise, as an individual contributor, you wouldn't get. Nice. The other thing I would tell you, uh, Justin, and anybody aspiring to lead, is take a really deep focus on three areas. Methods, results, and culture. And I talk about this a lot. But if you want promoted at any level of the organization, this is a three-legged stool. You got to have great results. Results are paramount. You can't suck at your job and get promoted. You've got to have great results, Mm -hmm. but results alone aren't enough. You have to prove methodology because when you get into leadership, you can teach what you know, but you'll reproduce who you are. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be able to prove methodology. Can you lead others to do it the way that you did it? Great leaders can do that. And then the third piece of the stool, culture. Mm-hmm. Do you Are you a breeding ground of the culture of your organization? Can you reference the principal objective, the vision statement? Do you know the history of the company? Do you know the ideals of the company? Do you know things that nobody else knows? Because if you want things nobody else has, you have to be prepared to do things nobody else does. Culture is usually one of those things. Nice. Be a student of your company's culture. The other thing is acquire a great mentor. You'll always hear me say on this show, leadership is better caught than it is taught. Mm -hmm. Mentoring does this. You can't read enough John Maxwell books or listen to enough episodes of the Champion Forum podcast to become a great leader. Excellence doesn't happen by just consuming. That's not me telling you don't consume. You should. But changing who you are, really two things. Yes, what you consume, but also who you hang out with. Find a great mentor so that you can start becoming more like they are. Mm -hmm. And always know this, leadership is about influence. It's not about title. Right where you're at, Justin, focus heavily on relationships to your peer group, to the people up in your organization, 
down in your organization, left and right in the org chart, focus heavily on relationships. And yes, even the ones that you don't think can get you to where you want to go. Because mm-hmm. by the way, you may be leading the team you're on now in the future. You had better be a person that is above reproach with attitude, with gossip, all of these things. You're not playing the part when there's somebody around that may promote you. You're playing the part because of who you are, not where you want to go. So always be above reproach and focus heavily on relationships. I would also tell you that if you want to be a leader, be a student of emotional intelligence. This is a knockout punch for a lot of people is that they don't know how to how to navigate the personalities mm-hmm. of leading people. They don't they lack self-awareness of what their weaknesses are and their strengths are. Be a student of EQ. Couple last nuggets on Justin's question. One, listen to the episode we did on this. I think it was gosh, I think it was clear back in season 1 we did an episode uh, that we titled Aspiring to Lead. Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to that. I give a whole episode on this subject. And listen, if you're out there and you haven't been able to identify a mentor, there's not one in your organization, maybe you're in a small company, you should really consider investing in one of our leadership development groups. And to learn more about that, go to jeffhancher.com forward slash groups. Yes, they're paid. Uh, that's intentional. I find that people that pay take things seriously. Mm -hmm. They show up. It separates the people that are interested and the people that are serious. But look, these leadership development groups, you could probably, it's probably like the cost of a McDonald's cheeseburger a day. Mm -hmm. And this is a deposit into your future. However you go about it, though, get a great mentor. Justin, great question. Uh, Hopefully that response helped you. I really like that. I really like that answer. And you know, I especially like the part where you finished it and you said uh, emotional intelligence. Big. I heard a guy say just recently, people don't always remember what you say as much as they remember how you made them feel. Truth. And being emotionally unintelligent, it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths where who cares if you know how to do everything and you know all the answers. If they don't want to be led by you, they will not be led by you facts you know at most you'll get compliance exactly you'll never get engagement without eq yep yep Good point Lim. perfect all right what's number two well let's get into it so uh one of the things that i want to talk about uh and this is somewhat of a common theme but i just had this conversation with somebody recently in regards to uh recruitment mm-hmm. and i will tell you one of the nuggets here for hanch's how to's today is recruit like never before if you're in my close circle, you're you're part of our executive mastermind or leadership development groups, or I coach you, you know this acronym, A-B-R, always be recruiting. <laughs> I talk about it constantly. Uh, you've heard me say it on this show uh, in past episodes of Hanch's How-Tos. I am predicting unprecedented turnover in 2021. I've talked about this at length. You know, people are hung, people hunkered down in 2020. They didn't know what to expect. Um, a lot of the turnover that would naturally have occurred in 2020, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Now we have this backlog of people who are ready for a change as we go back to some level of normalcy. You know, in 2020, people were just happy to have a job. They didn't know what was going to happen. Matter of yeah. fact, they were hoping they didn't get laid off. Mm-hmm. Um, some people didn't want to inject uncertainty of a job change into what was already a crazy year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is people are rethinking their options like never before. 
People who had never considered leaving their jobs or looking for a new opportunity have had a long break to really think about this. They, they, they've been out of a normal routine for a long time, and they're thinking in their mind, what's next? Am I fulfilled? Is this what I want to be doing? They're not just considering pay or job title, but they're considering the work that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And look, this is not a new dynamic. This has been around for a while. Look no further than um, you know how Simon Sinek talks so much about the why and what, that, what we've gathered from this type of dialogue. COVID-19 has accelerated this conversation, mm -hmm. which will directly accelerate turnover in 2021. People are ready to move closer to home. Also, this is another big factor. I'm telling you, even in my circles, people are literally moving where they live. Mm -hmm. Look no further than the, like, the San Francisco Bay Area. How many exports are coming out of that area into the Austin, Texas area? You know, people going to Texas in droves, yeah. you know, from California. You know, we're seeing these kind of things happen for a lot of reasons, but one of them is people now have the ability to move back home. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they can work remotely. Yeah. If I can work remotely, I'm going back to my roots. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that jobs have changed. You know, life as we knew it is different. All jobs change over time. We know this. You, ha you have to change or you get left behind. But COVID-19 has accelerated the pace like never before. Mm -hmm. Entire industries have been disrupted. Office jobs have even become remote. All of this change, it's going to generate turnover. Right. So it begs the question, how do you prepare? What do you do? Just sit back and take it, take it on the chin? No. Mm -hmm. There's things that you can do to help minimize the pain. I'm here to tell you on the Champion Forum podcast, there is going to be pain. <laughs> but I'm here to also tell you, you better prepare for it because what you can control is how painful is it going to be. Right. There, there's several ways that you can prepare, but I'm just going to focus on a couple today, Lem. You know, if you're a supervisor and you're trying to keep your team from leaving, you have got to have a laser focus on creating an irresistible working environment yeah. and making sure you pay your people well, mm -hmm. at least fairly, preferably well, mm -hmm. because people are willing to pay a premium for talent right now. Yeah. I'm telling you from, you know, the, the entry level jobs clear up to the C-suite, Nobody's excused and nobody's safe. Mm -hmm. The other thing that you have to be doing that I highly recommend, and I'm telling the clients that I work with, make a list now of the people you really want to keep that you can't afford to lose and consider a raise or some type of incentive plan that includes bonuses. Mm -hmm. It will likely cost you less to invest in these areas than it will to replace a valuable team member. Yeah, We have to be recruiting though. So these are ways you can retain, but I'm telling you, prepare for the turnover. It's coming. Don't be naive. I don't care if you're fully staffed, be recruiting like you're not. Mm -hmm. I want to share a LinkedIn strategy that I shared that I just thought was obvious, but I shared it on a recent call and the light bulbs were going off and cartwheels were being done. And this is the most innovative you know, thing I've seen in recruiting in a long time. Some of you, this is going to be like, hey, thanks, I'm already doing it. Some of you, this is going to be a light bulb. If you're a hiring manager, first off, don't wait on HR and don't, uh, don't wait for this hired recruiter that you have to make this happen for you. Take action now. These people, they're great people. I'm sure they're great. They don't care about hiring as much as you. As the hiring manager, 
You have got to own recruiting. Search for your ideal candidates on LinkedIn. And I will say passive candidates are the best. These are the people that are currently employed. And I know there's a lot of great candidates that are unemployed. I got it. Go after the candidates that aren't looking for a job. They're usually your best hires. Once you identify these people, which by the way, you can see who they are, you can see their background, you can see if they've jumped around in jobs, what their experience is. It's, it's the best thing since you know, you're basically looking at a resume. Mm-hmm. You find these pool of candidates. Next thing you do, you go to their profile and what you'll see on their profile, and you can do this, you can rewind this, play it over again, go at your own pace, whatever you want to do. But as soon as you get somebody's profile, right under their profile pick, you'll see a blue oval that says message. Boom. Click that. The next thing that you're going to see is a small microphone in the bottom right. This is where you can leave a voice memo. Hmm. Now, better yet is you take a video which is my highest recommendation. You take a video, you hit that little plus sign in the bottom left uh, of the message, and where it says photos, you hit photos, and you drop a video in there. Now, let me ask you this, listener. All of you that live on LinkedIn, and you're doing all this, and y'all are getting recruited, y'all are getting uh, text recruiting. Hey, it's me. I'm from the best company in the world, and you can make the most money here. Text after text after text. What we have to do as hiring managers is get out of the sea of sameness. Mm-hmm. A video is the best way to do it. A voice memo is the second best way. And this you know, 15-second statement should be high impact, high energy, and it should display what you are offering. It should go something like this. Hey, Lem, I hope you're doing fantastic. This is Jeff Hancher. I'm reaching out to you from Jeff Hancher Enterprises. Hey, the reason that I'm reaching out to you is I have one spot left on my already high-performing team, and by the look of your profile, I think you might be the one to fill that spot. If you're looking for an opportunity to be in a high-engaging team atmosphere, highly competitive, with great earning potential, and be at the forefront of building an enterprise, then this is absolutely something that we should connect with. I'd like to meet with you. Would next Thursday at 1 o'clock or 3 o'clock work better for you? I look forward to hearing from you soon. All the best. Boom. Push that video out. They get a sense of who you are. Mm -hmm. They get a sense of your, your personality, you know, whatever it might be. That is a much better alternative than leaving these generic little text gimmicky type pitches that so many hiring managers and recruiters do. Don't be that person. But I will tell you, you have got to go in on recruiting. You got to buckle up. I've been doing this a long time and I've never seen this many tremors in the employee market at one time. Mark my words, no matter how wonderful of a boss you are or how cool your company is, the great COVID churn is coming for you. That is, I totally agree. And you know what? I feel like, man, you're 100% right. If I would have ever been sent a voice message or a video message by a hiring manager, that would have made all the difference in the world for me. Having the opportunity to to know somebody before you even meet that person, it, it, it pays dividends, you know? It does. Because then everybody else, I'm now weighing them against the first impression that I already have of you. Yeah. Which is going to, it's going to put them leaps and 
you know, just way ahead of the competition. The fact that you took time out of your day. Oh, yeah. Now, here's what they will think. So here's a bonus nugget on Mm -hmm. this video. They're going to think that this is a canned video. Right, right. So what pops up on LinkedIn is the is the screenshot of the entry, the frame. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do. You grab a small whiteboard, a two-by-two two mm-hmm. whiteboard, and you write on the whiteboard, Hey, Lem! Exclamation point, smiley oh, yeah. face. That would have done it. And smile That's in great. the frame. That's great. That's like now, fishing with dynamite. <laughs> dude, it's like now this is a message for me. Yeah. This isn't a canned message, right. and we know this from the days of uh, Dale Carnegie. Yeah, the sweetest name in all the sweetest world in all the language mm-hmm. is my name. Yep. So now they got it on a whiteboard. Yeah. The open rate goes through the roof. Yeah. This is a custom message for me. Right. And look, be good at what you do. Be good at what you do. Yeah. Because they're going to hit play, and they're going to decide in about five seconds: Am I going to listen to this guy or not? Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, these are people that are employed and happy. Right. Why would they give you the time of day? Yeah. You may even want to close out that uh, that elevator pitch by saying, hey, look, by the looks of it, you've been at Acme a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make an assumption you're happy. Mm-hmm. But hey, let's connect anyway. And then give them a best case, worst case. Right. Hey, worst case scenario, you and I get to meet. We expand our network. Maybe we could share some leads and help each other along the way. Mm-hmm. Worst case, you know, best case scenario is I have an opportunity that you've been looking for. I like that. Uh, either way, it's going to be a great use of your time. Worth so with me Thursday out. at one o'clock or three o'clock, work better for you. Perfect. I like it. That is great recruiting advice. Now we're now we're investing time versus taking time. Right. Who right. got more time? Yeah. Nobody got more time. What are you going to say that's so compelling? That this candidate or potential candidate mm-hmm. is like, I'll talk to that guy. Right. I'll right. talk to that guy. You yeah. know what? I'm not even interested in leaving. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I just got promoted. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this. You get them in that coffee chat. Yeah. They agree to a meeting. You better be ready. Oh, yeah. You, you better be at least have them walking away saying, if I ever decide to leave, I'm calling Jeff. Mm-hmm. That Perfect. should be the minimum goal coming out of that meeting. Great advice. Do it now. It's coming. I like it. All right. Well, what do we have next? So I'd like to give a word on culture. Um, Clearly, you know, this is is always a topic of conversation whenever I'm I'm helping companies, when I have consulting projects and coaching people. You know, it's always people first. People were always before process. Mm -hmm. You know, people are going to be the thing that help you create a competitive advantage. Right. Somebody's going to come out with a better widget or as good as yours. Somebody's going to come out with a better service Mm -hmm. or as good as yours. Your biggest competitive advantage should be your culture. And I want to just take a minute on this because so many times culture is compromised and it's for a host of reasons and I get it, but I want to address this to the leader out there. Culture in its essence can be determined by the worst behavior the leader is willing to tolerate. Mm. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. You can determine culture by the worst behavior the leader is willing to tolerate. Mm -hmm. I have a client that has has, uh, this very high-tenured employee, and this employee has become toxic. Matter of fact, they weren't always this way. Mm -hmm. This is one of those scenarios where the organization is outgrowing somebody Mm -hmm. 
And, and my questioning is like, have they always been toxic or have you just noticed it because you're less tolerant because mm-hmm. you're getting good people in your organization? They can't put their finger on it, but here's what we know. They're toxic. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me take a sidebar here. Not everybody's going to be, be with you on the journey till the end. Right. Some people are here for a season. Mm-hmm. We never compromise culture. If they're toxic, they got to go. Mm-hmm. If you want the perks of leadership, you must pay the price of leadership. Yeah. And these are these tough conversations. And this is a hard one because this business owner was like, Jeff, they were literally the first person that I hired. They have been my admin Mm -hmm. for 15 years. Yeah. They were there when I had nobody. They took a chance on me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I get get it. I got it. Mm -hmm. So I I guide, you decide. Right. But I'm going to tell you this. If you don't correct this behavior, mm-hmm. all these A players that you're coming in, mm-hmm. that are crushing results, that are lifting up the pillars of the culture of this organization, mm-hmm. you will lose these A players. Yeah. Because everybody in your organization is watching to see how are you going, how long are you going to let this go on? Right. Because they're A players for a reason. Yeah. They're not going to allow themselves to be in a toxic environment. Oh, yeah. And they're not going to be around a leader that, that condones it. Right. And so... If you want the perks of leadership, you got to pay the price of leadership. Mm-hmm. When toxic employees, uh, when these negative behaviors are tolerated, it will have a detrimental effect on your company's it's culture. Very true. You have got to take full responsibility for your organization mm-hmm. and address the situation before all the good employees leave. And what you're left with is toxic people. Yeah. Absolutely not worth it. Yeah. It's. It's almost safe to say culture over everything. It really is. You know? It really is. We cannot sacrifice the culture because that's the bread and butter. That's what this thing is made on. No doubt. You know? No doubt. If someone can come in and just tumble the entire infrastructure and all the systems and the whole foundation and shake it at the court, it's unfortunate, but it's not worth it. You know, you even see companies have splits because of that. If the heads don't get along anymore true. then the culture is now there's a clash and something has to be done yeah for the sake of the organization no doubt you have to have a mentality as a leader that i would rather lose mm-hmm. with the right people right i would rather lose in this marketplace yep. with the right people yeah because i'm going to tell you like results are fleeting mm-hmm. they really are like don't let one good year fool you right don't let one good performer salesperson leader Mm -hmm. fool you yeah this is a marathon yeah there are plenty of other people out there look no further than point number one abr yeah you got somebody toxic abr yeah always be recruiting absolutely i guarantee you there's somebody out there that can do the the job as good Mm -hmm. or better it's not worth it even if you lose for a month a quarter, or even a year without them, right. you've got to play the long game with toxic people yeah. and building great cultures. Yep. Nobody has ever built anything great with a poor culture. Impossible. Toxicity is poison, and it, it's ultimately it going to lead to Gotta death. Got to fix it. Got to fix it. I love it. Well, hey, that is a wrap for Hanch's How To's 8.0. You've gotten some great advice, some great advice on how to be an aspiring leader on some recruiting strategies. And we closed it out with a discussion about creating a winning culture. Listen to me. Make sure that you are getting these show notes at jeffhancher.com forward slash show notes. And also, let me take a quick moment and thank you that have 
thank all of you that have left a review on this show. We truly appreciate it. And we are right now at over 90% of you listening from an Apple device. So if this is you, it would mean the world to us if you would take a 90-second time out of your day and leave us a rating and review. We are at 180 reviews, and our goal is to be at 200 by May, and we know that we can do it with your help. So we really appreciate you. And it helps us to get the content out to more people. So on behalf of myself, on behalf of Jeff and the entire Champion Forum family, until next time, thanks for tuning in. And never forget that you all have been set up to be a champion in this life. The Champion Forum Podcast with Jeff Hancher. Lead. Inspire. Win. Win.